So I want to go through two stories today. Now, they're not, at first blush, they're not joined at the hip in any real discernible way. But the two of them combined, side by side, I guess is the better phrase, is really indicative of which political party is willing to go the distance to advance its agenda and which political party is not. And you could guess it's the Democrats playing hardball and the Republicans playing t-ball, wiffle ball. Not playing at all. First story is out of Oklahoma. Now, it caught my attention because here we are. The Republican Party is supposed to be the party of fiscal responsibility and limited government and all of those so-called wonderful things, the types of things that they all put into their preambles. And here are the Democrats using money to advance their agenda. Okay, the Department of Health and Human Services, that's HHS for short. This is from Catholic Vote. The Biden administration recently pulled $4.5 million in funding from the Oklahoma State Department of Health, OSDH, and its family planning services in in what critics are calling an act of retribution for the state's pro-life laws. So Oklahoma passed some fairly strict pro-life laws. I think it was six weeks, a six-week ban. And the Biden administration didn't like it. So what they did, according to OSDH, the Oklahoma State Department of Health, Biden's Department of Health and Human Services revoked a grant that was due to go to OSDH, Pro-Life Family Services, because HHS deemed OSDH, Oklahoma State, quote, out of compliance by their federal government. So now Oklahoma State will not get $4.5 million in funding from HHS. Now what the result of that is, Oklahoma State is now unable to serve around 30,000 low-income people with family health services such as counseling, testing, treatment of STDs, physical examinations, and prenatal care and education. So in other words, because HHS has deemed Oklahoma out of compliance because they don't provide the type of care HHS wants Oklahoma to provide. So HHS and the Biden administration, their response to Oklahoma is, okay, we're going to prevent you from getting care, getting any care at all. And this is gonna really make rural Oklahomans suffer. You go out to some of these rural places, they don't have hospitals. They don't have robust healthcare systems like a city would. And <laughs> the federal government says, okay, we, we want to help. We want to help rural people, but you have to provide abortions. And you have to provide abortions basically on demand up to and including through the third trimester. So HHS is withdrawing a $4.5 million grant. Basically, I mean, they're not going to save any taxpayer dollars, but they're using money to advance their agenda. Now, Oklahoma Senator James Langford, you could guess, he wrote a nasty letter because that's what these guys do. They write letters. 
and he says, he said, OSDH is now being financially punished for not violating state and federal law. Of course, he's right. And because Congress displays all the urgency of a turtle, Langford gave HHS until June the 12th to reinstate the funding. It remains unclear what HHS's response will be. If they respond at all, they'll probably tell James Langford, Senator James Langford, to go pound sand because their agenda is more important than James Langford's angry letter. Now, kudos to the Democrats for being committed to their agenda and to such a degree that they're willing to forbid rural Oklahomans from getting any sort of health care, or at least $4.5 million worth of health care. Now let's juxtapose that story with another story coming off of Capitol Hill. There's a group of conservatives in the House who were rightfully ticked off about how the debt ceiling negotiations went. They felt like the negotiations with the White House were in a good spot right before Memorial Day weekend. And then it sunk like a stone. Remember all the promises about gutting the IRS, gutting tax credits for green energy stuff. All that stuff gets thrown out the window. The debt deal stunk. So a group of conservatives went down to the floor and basically commandeered it and prevented McCarthy from passing worthless messaging bills that were going nowhere, and he had no intention of selling across the aisle to the Senate, forcing in any way, shape, or form their passage. And so this group of conservatives basically commandeered the floor, said, we're just not going to, we're not going to allow Republicans to do shiny object bills that mean nothing until we get a response from Kevin, until we get some meetings with Kevin to see how we can get this ship back steered in the right direction. And so the House was pretty quiet. House of Representatives was pretty quiet for a couple of days. Nobody noticed except for your establishment Republicans who just love to spend money and love to put messaging bills that mean nothing on their resume. The Hill, GOP moderates strike back. After conservative revolt paralyzes the House. (laughs) Who knew it was paralyzed? Frustrations among House Republicans are bubbling over. A week after a group of mutinous conservatives shut down the chamber floor, GOP moderates struck back, accusing the rebels of fracturing the conference and threatening to tank the party's legislative agenda. Well, you basically tanked that yourselves, guys, with the debt deal. You basically gave away your leverage. And these House conservatives are demanding that Kevin show them how they're going to get it back. Because now you've basically put future spending bills in the Senate's hands. Among other things. Frustrations reached a boiling point during a closed-door meeting of House Republicans on Tuesday. There, in the basement of the Capitol, ooh, A handful of moderate Republicans aired their grievances over last week's revolt directly at the conservatives who orchestrated it. Others in the conference quickly hailed the spirited pushback, saying that the moderates vented the frustrations of a vast majority of the GOP conference. Quote, the three or four guys 
who spoke today spoke for 95% of us. Close quote, said Representative Don Bacon of Nebraska, who's never done a thing for conservatism. A thing. 95% of us were pissed about it, he said. It wasn't right. It hurt the team. Uh, It hurt nothing. It hurt no one. And the fact of the matter is, going to the floor and passing resume-building messaging bills, those days are over. Over. And the country is sick of it. I certainly am. Sick of it. It accomplishes nothing. And it allows Republicans, it allows the Republican establishment to claim, oh, we tried, we tried. Here's Steve Womack. What Republicans need to do is recognize that when you have an opportunity to take yes for an answer, just go with it. Okay. (laughs) It's just, it's unbelievable how these guys are afraid of their own shadow. Now, Bacon's quote, Bacon went on to say, if they continue to do that, we've got to make them irrelevant. At some point, we've got to just do a coalition government with the Democrats and cut these guys out. That is a Republican member of Congress taking fresh aim at conservatives who, who dare to want to actually cut some government. And he's basically trying to, he's threatening that we'll, we'll just cut. Look, they're basically already out. You know, hence why they took over the floor to see if they can get some conservatism back into the landscape. So you really have nothing to threaten them with. But just here is a can you imagine a moderate, a liberal moderate saying that publicly about AOC? Not a chance. Not a chance. But here comes a Republican moderate who got his panties in a wad because he couldn't vote on a worthless couple of bills over the course of a couple of days. And he's going to go say, well, we'll just work with the Democrats. Well, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. Show the country who you really are. If there's anything that I request out of the Republican establishment, it is this, some truth. And maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe it's staring at me right in the face and I just don't want to see it for what it is. But I guess we should see it for what it is. This is how they really think. Okay, anybody who gets in the way of me spending money, my gut reaction is, A, not to work with conservatism or conservatives, but rather, B, I'm just going to go vote with Democrats and go work with them, see what they want to do, which is cut nothing and spend just a little bit less on programs that you didn't ask for, that we can't afford, that don't work. And if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you're not going to cut Joe Biden's government, a president who can barely tie his shoes in the morning, if you're not going to cut his obese government, you're never going to cut spending, ever. Ever, 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 ever. Everything is there for the taking. And do not get fooled by people that suggest that, well, we only have one half of one third of Washington. That's the best we can do. That's bullshit. Look what HHS just did to Oklahoma. A little department within an agency 
of one of the branches, a department within an agency, a little department that handles healthcare funding grants to hospital systems, took away $4.5 million from Oklahoma because they didn't like their pro-life bills. That's how committed they are. They're not, they don't sit there and say, well, we're just, you know, we're just a department within an agency, within an executive branch, within, no, they don't, they don't think that way. So anybody that starts to throw that out to you, we're just one half of one third. They're not committed. I am all for compromise without forsaking principle and honoring your commitments to the best of your ability. But when you give away the farm and add $4 trillion and don't do anything that you pledge to do, then you're showing your true stripes. But those two stories are really indicative of where we are. A Democrat administration staff, a staff, no-name staff. There's, no, there's not even a person attached to this. Withholding $4.5 million in healthcare services access to rural Oklahomans because they don't like the state of Oklahoma's pro-life laws. Meanwhile, a group of conservatives are trying to cut some government and honor some principles in Washington. And you got the Republican establishment saying, you know what? We're just going to go work with the Democrats. Those are huge base deflators. And if the Republicans can't win in 2024, it's these types of things. These type, this type of effort that deflates the base and causes folks to stay home. Got to, we've got to support the conservatives in the House that are making the effort to honor, to, to be stewards of our resources. It is priority one. Priority one. I get asked all the time, what can I do? What can I, what can I do? Support those guys. Support the Gateses, the Chip Roys, the Mary Millers, the Anna Paulina Lunas. They're up against an entire city. All right, and you got to look at it like baseball. If they hit like a 250 average, they're doing really, really well, especially since they're up against an entire city. So help them achieve that with your resources and your activism. And we'll get there. And we'll get there. But if you want to put the left on defense, it starts with defunding some of this government. You got to start somewhere. And that it starts with looking Joe Biden in the eye and saying, you can't defend what you want to spend your money on. It doesn't work anyway. And the country didn't ask for it. We're not paying for it. Okay, guys, take it easy.